come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing joining God's work according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are back in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. We're going to be talking about joining to God's work. The world's in the biblical meaning of joining, to become linked or connected to. We can find this biblically in John 5, 17, 19, and 20. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. I could summarize this lesson in one verse, which is John 5, 17. Where Jesus talks about what his father is doing, he is doing also. If we are joint heirs with Jesus as he said we were, and you gave your life to Christ, then we are to do the works that Jesus does as he boldly said and proclaimed in the opening verse. This is mind-blowing. Jesus had to defend himself and his works. Just think about that. I want you to think of a time, any time, that you were doing something good for the benefit of someone else, And someone stopped you to say, today is not the time to bless this person with your kindness. I want to say what I just said just a little differently to ensure you get the magnitude of what Jesus felt at the moment when trying to do his father's work. Someone you know is on the verge that day, a specific day of losing their home, being evicted from their apartment, their car is being repossessed, there's no food on the table to feed the kids, and you're on your way to give them the funds They need to get past this rough spot, but someone stops you as you get to the door to knock and someone says, you can't do that today. Wait till tomorrow or next week. Now, meditate on that. I want you to meditate on that. If you read verse 16, you will find that Jesus was performing miracles to help people. He had to stop performing miracles to defend his honor, authority, and the gift he was bestowing upon people. You need to get that. Jesus had to stop doing the work of his father, which was helping people to defend what he was doing. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He wasn't causing any harm, but he was questioned. Powerful, powerful moment. John 14 and 2. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me would do the works I have been doing, and they would do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Watch this. When you give your life to Christ, you are given a job to do great things. Simply put, when you gave your life to Christ, you had the permission and the power and authority to do great things. Now, what you did with that, I don't know, but he gave that to you. These things were even greater than what he did. I want you to get that. He said we were going to do even greater things. Jesus went to the CEO of the kingdom of God, NLC, No Lazy Christians, to confirm your position in God's kingdom. The salary for this job is from another world. It's said according to Philippians 4.19. 
God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God has unlimited resources and unlimited riches. Think about that salary. Just think about that salary. Where can you get paid like that? The benefit package is even better. It's found in John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him and works like him shall never perish but have eternal life. Did you hear that? These benefits are lifetime benefits. They never go away. They never stop. You always have these benefits. Here's the last great thing about this job that you got when you gave your life to Christ. You only work when God calls. It's found in the employee manual, which is the Bible, in Jeremiah 1, verses 7 and 8. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. This is not optional, so be ye always ready. Matthew 24 and 44 tells us that. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a short break to pick up where we left off. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break to pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about some practical ways to join God's work. When you see things happening, you can know God is at work. I'm not talking about just anything. God is at work when you see people young and old coming to Christ, asking biblical questions, eyes being open to the spiritual truth, experiencing conviction of sin, and living according to the righteousness of Christ. When you want to know what God is doing around you, just pray. Watch to see what happens next after you do. Make the connection between your prayer and what's happening around you so you may join God's work. Here's number one, knowing where God is working. God has tried more times than you can imagine trying to get our attention by showing us where he is at work. The sad part is we see it. We don't recognize it as God is at work. We rationalize it by telling ourselves God would have been a lot clearer if he wanted me to get involved here with him or not. I had better pray about it is what we say. We say we need to pray about these things. Yes, prayer is the key to knowing. Unfortunately, by the time we figure it out, the situation God needed us for and to join him in to do the work for is now long gone. We have missed an opportunity to do some good for God. You must develop through reading his word a sensitive heart to be ready to respond to God at any given moment. Okay? Number two, let God do what he does best. The scriptures makes it clear that no one can come to Christ unless the Father draws him. John 6, 44. Let me make this clear. No one can or will seek God unless the Spirit of God is at work in their life. As an example, a family member, a friend, or one of your classmates begins to ask about Christ. You don't have to wonder or question if it's God drawing them. Here's a list of things only God can do. God draws people to himself. You can't do that. God causes people to seek after him. He creates curiosity. God reveals his spiritual truth. He gives them revelation. God convicts the world of guilt regarding sin. God makes people self-reflect. God convicts the world of righteousness. God will tell you if you're doing the right things. God convicts the world of judgment, meaning judgment is for God. So don't be out there judging people. That's only something God can do. Number three, God speaks when he's about to accomplish his purpose. When God reveals to you what he is doing, it is at that moment you need to respond and begin working alongside of God. He speaks when he is about to accomplish his purpose. This is true throughout scripture. I'm not going to go back and read all the various scriptures. You can read them for yourself. Read the Bible and you'll see. 
You must spend time in prayer seeking and listening for God's voice calling you into action. Don't be so busy and distracted that you can't join God in doing true Christian ministry. Number four, seeing God work. Jesus was the perfect example. Let's follow Jesus. When Jesus passed through crowds, he was always looking to see where his father was at work. You need to get this. The crowd was not the work. The work was within the crowd. Example, Jesus saw Zacchaeus in a tree. Jesus may have said to him, nobody can seek after me with that kind of earnestness unless the father is at work in his heart. So Jesus pulled away from the crowd and said, Zacchaeus, Harry, come down because today I must stay at your house. Luke 19 and 5, you can read it. What happened next? Salvation came to the household of Zacchaeus that night. Jesus always looked for the work of the Father and joined him. Salvation came as a result of Jesus joining his life to the work of God. It was only because Jesus saw through God, knowing where God was working, he was working on Zacchaeus' family, that Jesus knew he had to be there. Did you get that? He went to the house of Zacchaeus and his family was then saved. Everyone in the house was then saved. So let's think back. Sometimes the crowd is not the work that God wants us to work. It's not, don't, so don't see the forest before you see the tree. So the crowd is sometimes not what you're supposed to do because looking at the crowd can intimidate you. The work or what God wants you to focus on is a particular person inside of that crowd. And that's all God needs you to do because he has many other soldiers on the battlefield. So don't get intimidated, my young, loyal listeners. Just listen to the still voice of God and follow his voice, and he will lead you to wherever he needs you to work for him. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about John 15, 4 and 5, which reads, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. One of our younger ones asked, why are we talking about a fruit tree and how does that relate to Christians? I thought that was a great question. And I first explained that in the Bible, they will notice as they read that Jesus loved using parables, speaking truths and dropping knowledge in a way that we understand. So when we look at this passage, Jesus is telling us that in order for us to remain a Christian, we must remain in him. We have to stay connected. And when he talks about staying in him and bearing much fruit, he is saying that we must do more than just say that we are a Christian. We must act like a Christian. We must share him with those that do not know him in the pardon of their sins. I reiterated what we previously discussed, that everyone doesn't have to be a preacher, minister, or a Sunday school teacher, but we all have different gifts that we can use to bear fruit. There were so many ways to share Jesus and his salvation. You could be in a store and a person strikes up a conversation and it leads to church and you share a word with them. Or someone may be down and out and you lend a hand. Or someone may be depressed and you lift their spirits by giving encouragement or just a hug. These things seem small, right? Right, but think about it. You've just planted a seed. Another one will come and water that seed. And God will give the increase in that person's life. 
So is anything ever too small to share as a Christian? Nope. And again, your age doesn't matter. Jesus started his ministry at the age of 12. You may find that it's not comfortable at first, and that's fine. It may not be. But know that God has your back. Just open your mouth to speak his truths and let your light shine. People will notice that there's something different about you, something good and not bad. You must also remember that God gives us free will. He tells us in Joshua 24:15 to choose ye this day who you will serve. So it's your choice on whether or not you want to bear fruit. Just don't forget what Jesus said in the last part of John 15:5, for without me you can do nothing. See, you can live and exist without God, but will he be with you? Not if you're not connected to the vine. So just like you stay attached to your electronics, stay attached to Jesus. Stay connected. In summary, the importance of joining God's work. As God's obedient child, you are to love God like no other and cherish your relationship with him. Because he loves you and designed you to be involved in his work. He will show you where he is working so that you can join him. When you see the Father at work around you and maybe even in your own life, that is an invitation to make all the necessary adjustments in your life for him and join him in that work just as Jesus did. Two factors are important for you to know that God has called you into his service. Number one, you must be living in an intimate relationship with God. Number two, God must and will take the initiative to open your spiritual eyes so you can see the work he is doing. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques and used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.